It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. Hey everyone, it's Robin and our special guest, Angeline Roche, coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Bayana and Connie are off fighting the Daleks, but should hopefully be back in time for next episode. Today we're discussing episode seven of Doctor Who, season 10, The Pyramid at the End of the World. In this episode, the Doctor is president of Earth, Bill gets a second or a first date with Penny, and Arnold's dead, maybe? Um, so before we start off, I'd like to introduce our special um, Roll Dog co-host who came in to save the day so you wouldn't be talking to me by myself or listening to me alone, um, Angelique. Hi. How's it going? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your Who credentials, which are extensive? Oh, I have Who credentials. That's so great. Uh, yeah, no, I am... Um... <laughs> I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I live in New York. I am a writer. Uh, I write about Doctor Who fan um, culture, less of fanfic, but more of really talking about how Doctor Who intersects with a lot of the societal issues we deal with, as well as how Doctor Who connects people together, which is amazing. Uh, I frequently podcast over on uh, a couple of, of my friends who podcast doing Who commentary, uh, mostly on, on companions. Uh, and I'm old school, new school Who. So I started watching Who when I was nine. Uh, so uh, done done the gambit and then didn't get into the reboot uh, until the reboot had been out for at least two years and all of Torchwood was over, um, but have now <laughs> found my way and uh, back in the fold. <laughs> back in it. Awesome. So you can give us some more like historical things because I've seen a handful of classic Who. Yeah, it was never anything that I really got into and I didn't really know about Who until I think like the second um, or the start of the third new Who series with Tenet. And I, back back in the days when it was on Netflix, I like, you know, <laughs> binged and then caught up. So now you gotta be on Amazon Prime or whatever they're trying to do. Well, BBC um, had an app. Awesome. They did, the CD, they did the CW thing. So like you can actually oh, see the, right. the BBC app, put it on your phone, stream it onto the computer now. Uh, I've been testing it out a little bit because of class. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, new who and old who. It's, uh, it's interesting the, what the writers have done a good job in paying homage to old who a lot. Um, as a lot, of, I mean, a lot of folks don't know. Like Doctor Who, the first producer of Doctor Who was a woman. It was the first woman-produced show on the BBC. But yeah. BBC back in the day used to re-record over tapes, and like people would leave with entire episodes of Who. Uh, so we can only uh, know so much about old Who if we didn't watch <laughs> it in person in the first uh, run. But also because yeah. old Who is problematic as hell. It's just, it's just problematic. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Um, 
it's it's very hard to I think once you if you start it with New Who and then you're like I need to get some more historical perspective. One, it's hard to find a lot of those episodes, but then two, I think the structure is different too. Yeah. So it doesn't go in kind of like these seasons in the, the way that we're used to them. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's hard to kind of get into that thing, and then you, you do get into something, and then it's like, oh, well, we don't have any more episodes of that one. It's lost in the ether, or they find, the you audio. know, one half. The recording. Yeah, so there's that new, they found an episode arc in, like, Iceland or something, some mm-hmm. random place, and they ended up making, like, a cartoon yep. to Came go along year. with the audio that they were able to salvage, because there was just, like... So that's like the legacy of classic who for us new whovians which is interesting um, but let's, because the digital like digital is getting crazy but anyway that's not what we're here to talk about yeah. sorry no we're here to dive into the pyramid at the end of the wor- earth world i keep wanting to say the end of the world which i think is like a neil gaiman thing though the lake at the end of the world i don't know well, where the, like, I, I don't, I think anyway earth on purpose but there's just a lot yeah this episode there's a lot. Yeah, there's so much. So this is the second part of our first, is it our first, I think it's our first multi-part storyline of the season. And this is going to be a three-parter. So we have a lot. <laughs> um, and I want to say that I gave, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give this episode some leeway because it is that middle gap where we learned a lot of stuff in the first episode. We learn a bit more, but there's not, at least for my viewing, I'm just as confused, maybe even more confused than I was at the end of the first part. Plus, I don't, I felt like there wasn't really, I felt like it just ended. <laughs> I have a lot more questions. A lot There's so like, many good things and bad things. I hear it coming out. You're like, I want to look at the good, but. But. But then I also don't want to be like, that was bad because I am cognizant that there's one more episode that maybe. Can you, not say like internal optimism. can you not say it was bad? Oh, we can bad. say whatever. <laughs> I was like, I, because I, um, I normally don't say episodes are bad. So to be very <laughs> clear, I'm the person who like, liked the doctor's daughter. Like, I like a lot of the weird, wacky, out the box <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Moffat came back to write Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would say, I would say that this episode was a, a bad episode if it was if it was a standalone i would be dragging this thing to hell but i'm trying to be like maybe it's one of those like setup episodes and so on its own it's not satisfying at all there are a lot of issues with it but in the full story arc once we get to next week it will it will make sense and it's kind of the glue that holds the first and third episode together i'm trying to be diplomatic so you're like me. Like, I'm right now, I was like, okay, so where's the other shoe? I really need a shoe to drop. Because let's be real. So, like, one, like, taking a step back, there's a little person in the episode. <laughs> so I have to be very real. It's like, I was very worried that when Stephen Moffat was writing this, I was like, okay, word, you just finished watching The Last of Sherlock. Don't, don't think things. Don't just remember this is Moffat <laughs> and who, not Moffat and Sherlock. So... Um, yeah. I was really excited about the way this was written. I will, I will take that yeah. back. Like the respect that was given to the little. I would also say that Moffitt, Oh, go ahead. I would also say that Moffat's not a co-writer. So 
Somebody definitely put some guardrails on Moffat. I will I will absolutely and completely say that. And and I gotta say, like, look, there are more women involved in the process now who you can absolutely tell uh, by the way everything's coming out, the themes are going on. Some stuff has been problematic. Um, I was having a conversation on Reality Bomb about Bill using perving way too much in the first episode, which is like really awkward. But like I really I really think this episode was a lot, but not enough. Like I totally yeah, yeah. get where we're going with the end of the world. I love the fact that they it, it was genetically modified bacteria that we're looking at. I think it's really fun and really smart. I like the whole distraction thing. I really do kind of love that. As an attorney too, as well though, I'm like, what does this consent shit mean though? Like what kind of consent? Like, is it unique consent? Right. Like once one person gets consent, does the rest of the world acquiesce to this? World, world, that's what that was my biggest thing. It was like, oh, are you because I think they said to the first um the president of the UN, like, are you allowed to consent? And then they said it again. And then they just told Bill, like, as a representative for the doctor, you you can consent. And I was like, in our current political climate, if the president of the United States consented, I'd be like, I'm only going to speak for me. <laughs> like, mm, well, I also the, trick the, the, trick of the, the trick of the day at that point is that they had already acquiesced their power to the, to the president of the earth, who is the doctor. Like, so right. any of them giving their consent, I was like, that's shoddy consent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Right, because the, the president of Earth outranks all of you, apparently. Just, just saying. Just saying. But yeah, I mean, besides but I that, also have issues with the doctor being the president of the Earth. I mean, I know that we are not worldwide a democracy, but, like, y'all just gonna make this alien man? Yep. President of they feel like he is the only one who would not have a bias at the end of the day about That's what happened. Because that was the whole true. point of making him president of the earth. It's the whole point of making him part of unit. Like they understood yeah. it was better to have him as a friend than a foe. One. Two, at the end of the day, everybody's gonna do like list like the writing of <clears throat> what happened. And it was also kind of and I'll say this, I'll say this first and I'll say was kind of in the writing was very happy and very against it about the way they wrote the military folks. Um, I needed them to get better mm-hmm. uniforms, but the way they wrote the military folks, um, they really were about how do we fight another day? They came from that perspective. But why did you have to make the dude from America so selfish though? I don't understand. Like, are right. we, is that how we, is that how we really sound in the UK? Because he yeah. was like, that's how they, that's I want to live yeah. a fight. That's what? how we sound. That's how, that's how we sound. But in a bright, shining moment in the rest of the show, Penny, <laughs> who seemed to be the only smart one of the bunch. Can we just shout out Penny twice? <laughs> because last episode, she was like, I'm sorry, is that the Pope? I'm sorry, are there a bunch of men just to s- I got to go. I'm out. Peace. Deuces. You figure this ain't got nothing to do with me. This ain't my life. It's not my life. Reboot. Reboot. Bill gets this big pep talk. You're she's not too good for you. You can you deserve everything. Penny's sitting there like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I got to be (laughs) again. 
But she was very she was, new world. she's making some traction on this though. Like last time she's like, I'm out. This time she's like, Do you mind if I call an Uber? Because you get like you got a different reaction. Like the first reaction was like, yo, you cute, right. you're not that cute. This reaction was like, okay, <laughs> you're cute. You try to be honest with me. I didn't believe you, but this is too much. But I don't want to really like make you mad because I may want to I don't want to burn bridges. Like I may want to see you again. And this is the Secretary General of the UN. So obviously there's something I didn't know about you. And I need to keep this door open. So do you mind if I call an Uber? <laughs> Can we talk about this when your life seems a little less hectic? It just seems Can a little we and I don't want to be on this adventure with you. <laughs> Penny is so who I want to be. I'm not going to say she's me, but she is definitely who I want to be, which is like, let's survey the situation. And no, I got to go. This isn't. Right, she took a second. Like she let it all happen. She watched it happen. She saw it unfold. She put her hands on the table. Like <laughs> she's like, look, I know how this goes. Like I'm not trying to get shot tonight. Nope. I got finals. <laughs> also, how does everybody know who the doctor's new companion is? Because we like, like this has happened several times. They just pick up the companion. Like they picked up Donna. They picked up Martha. Yeah. And they just pick up companions. And they just... I, I mean, I feel like they're, 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 definite, they're definitely surveilling the doctor. Like, they keep tabs on him when they can. And so I'm thinking, like, when the whole eating of the house happened, that went down in Earth, on Earth. Word. So they could have, you know, put two and two together. And then... When she became a companion, that started at the university. And I mean, she's his tutor, as, or he's her tutor as well. So you start to just see, right. I don't know. I feel like- I think it's also interesting because- It might stick bugging everywhere like that. How do you know at what time who is whose companion though? Cause that's all, anyway, let's not get into that. that yeah, that, that's, that's, too, that's too episode. much. That's how we were, we were trying to do that last episode when Nardal came and explained to us that my fave river is problematic and brought him into our life. But can we like, also talk about where get... the journal came from? That's what, that's what we were saying. That's what we were saying. But how did he get the journal, though? How did he get the journal? The crux of Doctor Who sometimes is like, let's just move, move past it because we can, we can do this all day and we will never get any closer to an answer. Ever. I feel like the answer that I oh go ahead. I was gonna say the answer that um, I kind of accept is that she gave him the journal and then went back into her own time stream and got it from somewhere else. The timey wimey, wibbly wobbly (laughs) timey wimey, completely. Um, but yeah, but normal. But that's a whole nother conversation though for this episode, right? Because he's like, we leave him on the floor of the TARDIS like half dying because he's really not human but he hasn't turned into sludge. Right, because he's got human lungs because they were cheaper, which is rude. Doctor, rude. I'm sure that there's another species whose lungs are cheaper than ours. Rude. He was like, I got them on a discount. Maybe they were smoker's lungs, I don't know. But the rest of him is not fully human. But what is Nardal? What, why is he here? I, there's just some, I mean, all questions well, about. Well, one, um, Peter Capaldi really just likes working 
um, with that actor. They've done, they've done a lot of work together. They're really funny together. Um, with this whole little Mutt and Jeff thing. Yeah. I, just, I would like the chicken before the egg, right? Like, was the doctor going to be blind before they decided to have Nordahl, or did they write that into the script so it felt less forced and cumbersome to have him there? Right. Because before the doctor was blind, he just was useless. Like, he was just there and taking away precious Bill screen time. Well, I think he's I also think, being a watchdog. He's being a watchdog. Right. But he's also, like we I talked about before, he's bad at it. Like, he doesn't, either he doesn't know the doctor well enough or he's not quick enough on the uptake. But, like, to nag the doctor is not going to work. To, like, tell him what he can and can't do is never going to work. Like, the doctor told you, oh, if you this thing is vital to the TARDIS running. And then Nardo took it out and he was like, of course I lied to you. I lie to everyone. The doctor lies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he is like, you have to, like, the doctor is going to do what he wants to do unless you can figure out a smart way to distract him with a, a bigger mystery or a more urgent something. But to put your foot down and be like, you're not leaving the planet, like, that's not going to work. So even though his job is... To be a watchdog, he's not very great at it. I don't think. He did have some success in getting them not to kill Missy. That's true. And that was the other thing is like where I really liked the back and forth. It very much confused me in the timeline last week. But I really needed Missy or something to kind of tie these two together. Because beyond the zombie corpse monk people, it felt like a completely different episode. Yeah, like it didn't I mean, the writer, I mean, like again, yeah, I, again, the writing is something that I am working on embracing. I feel like <laughs> all the episodes before that episode were so good, like, so good. Like, the season was starting off really well. I'm very, like, upbeat about it. I think, you know... We had, and I, and I talked about this at the beginning of the season when we were talking about our predictions for Bill and how the season was going to go. And I, I, I was like, look, I think she's going to be great. I think she's going to be amazing. I think Pearl Mackey is very talented. Um, I own half her wardrobe. Um, <laughs> but, you know, at the end I'm of the day. I'm working on it. Right? We had, we, had, we had severe questions about Nerdall and him getting in the middle of screen time. Like, look, I get it. Jack Harkness and Martha, um, I get, you know, Mickey and Rose, like, I understand the tin dog, right? Jack Harkness was nobody's tin dog, just to be very clear. Um, <laughs> but I've, I, I get there being this tool, this device that helps out. I don't understand what's going on with him, and maybe his lungs are just going to sludge, and the rest of him is going to be fine. Because also, let's talk about the fact that the doctor just walked in and was like, oh, this genetically modified disease is not for me. I'm not human. Right. And, like, just knew it, too. Like, didn't – I felt like he didn't do any, like, kind of testing or whatever. He was just like, I'm good. Nardal, you got human lungs. You might want to step away. No piece of celery. Nothing. He was just like, I'm good. I'm not going to Yeah. I'm good. I'm fine. (laughs) Um. 
I do kind of love that this is the episode that happens on, and I know that they probably don't do like Memorial Day weekend, but that it happens on a holiday weekend here. And like the reason why we're in such trouble is because Homeboy came to work with a hangover. And like if you work in an office building, fine, power through. But if you're working with something that could kill the earth, I'm going to need you to be firing on all cylinders. I'm going to need you to take that sick day and get somebody else in there who's going to remember to close the damn door. <laughs> to like just do the bare minimum, not fall asleep at their desk. Like when it started, I was like, oh, they're working at like a biochemical, like GMO place. Okay. But then when it was like, oh, in a year, the earth is dead. I'm like, so you just couldn't have called him sick that one time. There are big chunks about this episode that I have strong feelings about, but because it is the second and a three-parter, I'm trying to remember that like, even when you think about like trilogies and books and like things like that, the second one is always weak because it has to kind of wrap up the first half and set you up for the big ending. And some, and so a lot of it is filler and a lot of it is also like information that in the moment doesn't mean anything but comes back and it's like oh my god that was amazing and the payoff is delayed so i'm gonna give it i'm trying to give it that but it would i would definitely say so far episode seven is my least favorite episode of a very strong season series <laughs> um what do you think you know, it's been a great series. Uh, I was also cautiously optimistic. Uh, I'm always cautiously optimistic when Moffat is writing. Uh, but you're like um, our so our co-host Connie is our Moffat skeptic. Like, well, you know, Moffat wrote this episode. <laughs> like it's real. There. It's a real thing. Because um, I mean, I think who has made some like light year jumps on doing a lot of feminists societal political commentary. You've got a little person who's a main character who they don't make awful bad jokes. Like it was just, it was absolutely, you know, it's absolutely come light years where it's come out of that very dark, which don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed Moffat's writing for a long time, but people need to take turns and someone else needs to play in the sandbox. So that being said, I, yeah. I need the other shoe to drop. Uh, I wasn't exactly excited about this episode. Uh, and I look at episodes from three different brains, right? I look from obviously a writer's brain, um, all of these brains being a nerd brain. Um, <laughs> and I look at it from nerd a brain spans all. I look at it from a, from a filming perspective. And then I also really look at it from like, what are the social mores that are happening in the episode? And for me, like, you had a lot of good filming, like the beginning first couple of minutes of going back and forth of doing what happened previously, what was happening now to really get across like the whole day with Penny, how this completely jumps off from the phone call after the last episode and she's on there and she's really trying to be honest. She's like, I live a crazy life. He's an, He's alien. an alien. He's a He's space tutor. Alien. A tutor alien. He's Things my space alien, and he's in my life, and all I can do is be honest with you. And and Penny is typical black woman, like, mm. okay, side eye. But then she's also t 
typical, but you're cute though. But it's how we always get in trouble. That you know what? Look, but you called it. <laughs> you called it though, because when the cops most realistic came thing in, ever. When the cops came in and she started realizing that maybe, maybe she wasn't joking and maybe she's not crazy. Maybe this is real and she's cute. Like I gotta give it props. Like the imaginary penny was completely different. Imaginary virtual reality mm-hmm. penny was like, yo, I gotta go. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> real life penny, if this is real life penny, I put that co- I put that caveat in there. We don't know what's about to happen in the next episode. Real life penny was like, so how do I not burn this bridge? Because she really is cute though. And we was just starting to make eyes at each other. And so maybe after this is over and I, I process this, I might want to see her again. And she was like, do you mind if I call an Uber? Also, <laughs> go for Uber and the name drop and the branding right smack in the middle of Doctor Who. Right. Right. Which I was probably like, do they not have Lyft in the UK? Because come on, we know what Uber's doing. But also, get your money in, I guess. You need... You need you need some good press and being name dropped on who is the right best now. press you're gonna get right now. Right now. Right now. Um but yeah, I like I um Penny I wanna say I am Penny, but that's not true. Penny is who I want to be. Like even even imaginary Penny was like, I gotta go. And she was just like bye. Um real hopefully real life penny was more diplomatic but she was still like you know what this seems like a lot seems like you got a lot going on i got a lot going on like you know i gotta wake up in the morning which is a lot for me i gotta you know i gotta be somewhere i gotta go feed my cat you know what i mean like she was just like Like but all of what's going on leads to me not being here when the president or the head of the u.n shows up like that is my cue like i'm in i'm in college i'm in university or whatever penny's doing she's like i'm not i am not in the place in my life where i need to be in the same room as the secretary general to the un just doesn't nope nope so i'm gonna if it's if it's cool with you i'm gonna call an uber and we could talk about this later i'd love to hear how this all works out Sounds like it'll be a great story to hear later as, of, as you know, participating in it. Not my it's cup not, of tea. Not my cup. Not yet. No, no. I'm not here for, I'm not here so. for this. <laughs> so yeah, Penny, so Penny was not about that. Penny was like, look, no. I done done a lot of crazy shit in my life. And like right now, like we was making googly eyes and I feel you. And I was really trying to feel you. But like, I also have to give props like at that joke. That reminds me of the doctor <laughs> when Bill was like, so how'd last night go? Oh, you know, prime minister of the UN came in. He was like, awesome. And he's like, no, for real though, the prime minister of the UN came in. He was like, great, because I was not following the innuendo. I was like, oh, did they, they <laughs> get to have sex? Oh, look at the yeah. He was like, I don't. <laughs> I was actually making the joke because last episode, um, Bill was like, if on some rare occasion I am on a date, what I need you to not do is put the Pope 
in my bedroom. And he was like, okay, got it. And I had like made the comment. I was like, but you know, the doctor will be like, oh, but here's the queen. Oh, you didn't say nothing about not bringing the queen in. <laughs> you didn't say, you said Pope. She's not the Pope. She's the queen. You know what I mean? About him just, like jumping into people's bedrooms. Cause this is not the first time he's done that. They can just magically no. appear in people's bedrooms. Like that's actually kind of sketch. That is so, like, come on. Come on. We need Amy some, Pond. like, vampire-y. You Clara. must be invited in. He has appeared in at least three bedrooms that I know of. With no, can you call? Can you call and be like, I'm on my way? I know that you have that phone that goes anywhere in the universe. That being said. <laughs> it's, a pod, it's a podcast, Angelique. They don't. I know. Don't. I'm only making the face at you. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> Angelique made a face. I, Take about what you will, listeners. Like, Let's be real. <laughs> what if Doctor Who, like, like, tangent moment. What if Doctor Who did pop into your bedroom in the TARDIS one day, and you were maybe in the middle of like some good morning, get good, good. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, how do you do? You like, oh, baby, I gotta go. We're going on an yes, adventure. You gotta go. You say that because I know. I'd be like, Doc, I need five. I need five minutes. I need to, I, nope. Five, you have us, you have a time and relative dimension in space. Huge. Come back in five. Five minutes. <laughs> you give me five you minutes. <laughs> you know what the TARDIS is going to be like? I told him not to come. We'd be right back. And like, she would just go ahead and be like, he can't leave. He, don't worry. No, because you know what? The TARDIS. The TARDIS does that on purpose. She's like, I'm going to make you look real stupid right now. He was probably complaining about some circuit or something. And she was like, well, you know what I'm about to do is make you look real dumb. What's about to happen now? <laughs> How this is about to go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But that's why I love Bill. Remember, like, you don't see Was not having it. She's like, why is the Pope in my bedroom? Like right now, the Pope? But even when she was moving out and she was like, okay, granddad, you can go now. <laughs> like I- the She's thing 26, about Bill, man. She's 26. She's not trying to have 26. it. But also like all of all of the companions, like there became this moment. Like they, they, they meet him and then they're all in. And then there is some scary moment or something. And maybe it did happen to Bill earlier, like in his in her first, like, oh shoot, you're an alien and oh shoot. Like the girl I was trying to, you know, hook up with is now a ship. I don't know. I still don't really understand what happened there. But she very early on was like, This is my life and this is your life. And then this Venn diagram here, like this is our life together. Which I feel like uh, Clara and the rebound companion type of thing, but Clara tried a little bit to do, but she did it wrong. Like she was lying and Danny Pink. Can we just take a moment for how they did? <laughs> Sorry. Did you, did you have to bring up Danny Pink though? About how they totally ruined his character. And by the time he died, I was like, all right then, about time. Oh, why did no. you kill Danny Pink? Like, I don't, I'm still, the man did a flip in the air and then landed and he was so, what? 
I still, I'm not over it. He's so cute. But guess what? I've been watching this other British show, Death in Paradise, and he has like a little cameo in it, and he's insufferable in that too. And I'm like, what a typecast to be super cute, yet super annoying. What a typecast. It wasn't Danny, the actor's fault, but they did Danny dirty the whole way through. And by the time he was gone, I was fine with it. Um, And he can't sit with us um, in the Black TARDIS. I'm sorry. Y'all can't see me right now. I would take Danny <laughs> Peake over Mickey. I'd take Danny Peake. Like, look, oh, yeah. look, if you want to talk about looks, and we want to talk about, about, no, we're just talking about smart. We're talking about and aspirational. Like, look, I hear you. Danny was a little annoying. He had his moment, but Danny was mine. Danny said, "Oh, your best friend travels in space and time. You can't hang out with him." And thought he was gonna get chose. But there's a time machine and space, and you want me to be here in what? Cardiff with you? Doing what? I mean, did it that way. I could go to dinner on any planet. I could go to dinner on New 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 York. And you gonna take me to Nando's? Come on, Danny. <laughs> you didn't have to go to Nando's, Perry Perry, though. I mean, I love me some Nando's. Perry Perry's on point. I love it. Shout out to Nando's. But if I had to choose between Nando's. And, and new, 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 new York. I don't know. Really, well, I'm, I'm not trying to go to Derillium, though. I'm not trying to be River Song and go to Derillium. <laughs> okay. Everybody else seemed to be okay when they went to Derillium. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one that had a death sentence on that planet. <laughs> All right. That, that's true. Uh, well, let's, yeah. Let's, but no, I think like. I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm blaming Danny, but I'm actually blaming like the writers of the Danny Clara thing, which is that like, I mean, Rose just <laughs> dropped Mickey like, <laughs> like Rose did Mickey so dirty. And then even when he did come on the, like when he did, was able to travel, she wasn't, was, having, it. She wasn't having it. He was in the way and he wasn't really having it. Rory was roll dog. Rory is my is my man's. Rory was like, I understand all of this. I understand that you make people a danger to themselves, but I also understand and love Amy and know that I'm not competing with this. So I'm gonna be here as the nurse to pick up all the mess. But I think each and every like, one of those situations is different though, right? So like Rose yeah. was like unsatisfied with her life and then really wasn't in love with the doctor, but then the doctor turned into David Tennant. And she was like, no, but ho, cool. You went on dates while I wasn't here? Word. So Mickey, you was out, like seeing other people? Cool. So I've been seeing a spaceman. And I think everybody's <laughs> real clear on that. And you know, it's cool that you're here, but we're just friends at this point, right? But then you had Clara, who was kind of in love with Matt Smith. And then Matt Smith's doctor went bye-bye. And then you got Peter Capaldi. So yeah, not not the not the same as the rose and in, in, in ten. It's not the same but as rose and ten. I just want to say two things because Matt is my doctor. Um, I touched his hand when he gave me a burrito at Comic Con. Oh, well, he didn't give me a burrito, but I touched his hand anyway. Um, Capaldi's still hot. Like he got that silver foxy thing. I'm in love with Capaldi. Really? Even though I keep wanting him to cuss because I see Malcolm Turner. 
I see really? Matthew Tucker. So, yeah. Peter Capaldi? He's got, and he's playing the guitar. It, no. Mm-mm. He's like the hot professor. <clears throat> not doing it for me. You know, you know it's wrong, but it's also right. Nope. Mm-mm. Not doing it for me. Bill. Bill's doing it for me. I'm totally no. down. Like, look. <laughs> Look, doing it for everyone. Bill no. had me after the first episode. She had like eight different hairstyles, and I was like, "Well, no, let me rethink my entire life and how I understand myself and my sexuality." Because nope, I understand my I understand myself and my sexuality. I both think <laughs> and Danny Pink and Pearl Mackie are all hot. I think all yep, it, mm-hmm, yeah. all of those are true. Yeah, I do not. I do not quibble. With I was so excited for Danny Pink. I was so ready. I was so ready. And then they wrote him in a way he was whiny. But Clara that, was whiny. Come on. That that was the thing. And that was the thing. Was like, I feel like when Clara was the Impossible Girl, they kind of knew who she was. And then when they solved that mystery, they like were like, okay, well, what do we do with her now? But I'm like, why couldn't she have the same personality? Just like, okay. Because then she was like, she was lying. She was making excuses. She was doing all this stuff. And I was like, this don't make no sense. And I guess if you're dating someone and you're in love with someone and they lie to you, it might make you act a certain way. But then he was annoying talking about like your best friend is a warrior and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if I have come... If you and I are getting into something and I'm like, I want you to be my best friend, you don't come at them froggy the way Danny Pink did. And then from that point on, I just couldn't, I couldn't get behind problem, Danny. Because I was also like, is, though, he wasn't choose. trying to introduce her. He, she wasn't trying to introduce him. They weren't trying. Look, I, I took it from the other perspective. I'm about to be a devil's advocate on you. Uh, Danny Peake didn't like the military. He didn't like things blowing up. So he didn't like warriors. Danny Peake was enlisted, which meant when he looked at somebody like the doctor who seemed to be someone who was a commissioned officer, he also had a certain animosity towards that because in some people's minds, commissioned officers sent enlisted people in to go get blown up. So one. And so he's looking at his girl that he really likes and he's looking at this commissioned officers who seem to be giving his girl orders and doesn't understand the autonomy of it. He's like, I don't like this dude. This dude is going to get my girl blown up or the world blown up. And I know this type of dude. And this dude is not honest. And Danny Pink can smell a lie. And so although I do not agree with the way that Danny Pink's tactics rolled off, I think at the end of the day, Danny was scared. Danny really loved Clara. Danny really wanted his girl not to die. And he was a little off-put because Clara wasn't trying to introduce him to the doc. Like, the only reason they got introduced is because, magically, he's at the school and trying to save the world, which is generally how this all happens. But just... But we can take, you can take that exact same thing and apply it to Rory. and Because Rory had the whole, you don't understand what you make people do. You don't understand how you're a danger to people because they want to impress you. He stood up to the doctor and then was also like, but Amy ain't going to stop traveling with you. So I got to be like, I got to figure out how to save my girl and let this roll. And Danny didn't have that. And it's not Danny, the actor's fault. But and we I, are so far away from this episode right now. But, <laughs> back, but I make a point just to be on the record. Rory had known about the doctor since Rory was a kid. Amy had been her his True. best friend his entire life. He knew her inside and out. 
he was already accustomed True. to Amy's crazy. To the Raggedy Man. To Raggedy yeah. Man, to Amy's crazy. He'd already embraced the fact that he was marrying a woman who believed in an invisible dude. Corey was kind of halfway felt a little bit better the dude wasn't invisible. Like, let's be real. <laughs> True. Everyone acknowledges, but your wife's, in, your future wife's invisible best friend who will be competing with your entire life, so now you're used to the competition, is actually not invisible. Okay, word. And the doctor at the time was much more accommodating to Rory than yeah. Capaldi had been to Danny. Capaldi. Yes. He was literally okay. has was like, who is this idiot? He's a gym teacher. He's not smart. Blah 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 blah. blah. And when you look at Matt, Matt was like, yo, so we're going to Venice. We're going to find some vampires. Happy wedding. You have your own room. <laughs> right? So it was like, I just I like, it was a different, it was a, it was just a different. Anyway, so Bill Potts okay. is dope and fine as hell. True and true. And her hair game and that coat she was wearing last, last like the way she could switch from that coat to that, like, no, that just casual that streetwear. I need that coat. Where'd she get that coat from? I need that coat. Like, Hot topic. I know you got that. You got them licenses or whatever. Torrid. I know you got them licenses. Make the coat, man. Give me that coat. I, I bought the Harley yeah, Quinn bar. Leave the black hoovie and rocking that coat. Like, say something. Say something. Wait, 90 on. degrees in San Diego and I'm going to be rocking that coat. And she's fluffing her hair. Who? Yeah, she's doing. Bill a thing. Potts is amazing. She's she's so great that she will put on a space helmet and her fro still glistens. It's her. She has a hey, magical not, fro. Man, sight. The magical fro of Bill Potts. Magical. You know, fro I of own Bill two Potts. pairs of them, them vans, though. Why? Why are you joking? I own two pairs of those vans. No. Well, That's look at that. I, um, Connie, our co-star, co saw when they announced Bill was like, so this cosplay is happening for uh, Comic-Con last year, and then realized pretty quickly as she's walking the streets of New York that people are like, nice Bill cosplay. And she's like, well, this is just my life, though. Right. As young, Which, my friends are like, but does she just go in your closet? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm loving it. Every last minute of it, do it. <laughs> cool. Like, I already have that print shirt. Like, I totally have, like, two jean jackets and a pair of black jeans that are ripped. And I love Vans. I just need to get the right color Vans and bomber jackets all the time. I don't, what? Always, always. Why not? I'm, I found a patch. It's a, it's a um, Firefly patch, but it'll do. I have that patch. I'm going to get a Ravenclaw patch. My, my jean jacket game is going to really step up. Um, it's not going to be... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reach bill levels, right? But there's nothing wrong in the pursuit. No, nothing. I feel like the pursuit is gonna is gonna make me better. So, but in it, but back to my original point was just that I really appreciated that Bill very early on, and yeah, she's 26, but she's like, I still like this is amazing, and I'm not by any means like trying to not have all of these experiences, but they're still like growing up experiences as a 26 year old that I need to have that will not if you were here because of who you are. 
right? And then I think too, after her first two um, adventures with the doctor, when she moved, tries to move into that house with her schoolmates, she's like, there's no mystery here. It's just a creaky old house. Not everything has a monster. I mean, she was completely wrong. Absolutely. Totally absolutely wrong. wrong. But the, the, the need and the urge for some sense of, and I think that kind of informs how she reacted when she found out last episode that it wasn't real life was like, she needs to have some sort of like, this is like this. Okay. This is also real, but this is a lot, but then this is also like this day to day is also real. Yeah. And I, and I'm still navigating that. And I feel like of all of the, at least new who companions, we haven't had someone that like, I I don't want to say level headed, but that like in touch with themselves. Yeah, I mean, she's trying she's to still learning a lot. Right, right. And I feel like we haven't had that, and I really appreciate that. It kind of makes me a little bit sad that I feel like, I mean, just the way, I mean, we can, there should, there's a Martha episode somewhere that needs to, you know, but like Martha was never given that. And like out of every, all of the other companions, she was, I think, the most equipped to draw that line. Like she had her own career. She had her own family, but then somehow they're like, she's in love with uh, Tenet, which, I mean, you know, he's got great hair. He so, really okay. Hair um, yeah, he's got a great smile. I see it. But I like that with Bill. I kind of, I mean, I'm a little annoyed that, like, oh, she's a lesbian, therefore there is no sexual tension, which I think is bullshit. But I like that. Bill is the one now that is like, we need to draw a line. We need to have some separation. So. What I think also this but has this, helped out a little bit because he's actually supposed to be on earth doing something that he's not doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so what do you think about the lack of Missy in this episode? Um, I don't really have any thoughts. It was interesting because I was just I was just thinking about what's going on back on campus, what's going on, you know, and he was in his office and the episode started, right? So let's also like contemplate this. Mm-hmm. Like he was in his office, uh, in the TARDIS, he so thought, until suddenly he was on a plane on his way to a pyramid in the middle of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So again, if this episode is real and another shoe doesn't drop. And this really isn't another simulation and they really haven't like tricked the entire world and they really haven't moved anywhere anyway. You know, he just confessed to Missy that he's blind, but if you look at the previews, she's coming back. Like he's, he is going straight for her to get help. Well, cause at the end of the episode, he's no longer blind. Which can we talk about the fact that Bill um, sold out the world? for a set of eyes, can we? But this is, and this is where Bill is like, okay, there, to me, it's like Donna Noble has been my my companion, even though Matt is my doctor. I'm all very confused. But this is where Bill like just jumped the shark because I think she was thinking, you know, I am sensibly like the monk said, you speak for the doctor, so you have power, right? 
So I can make this deal. But the thing that she tells the doctor is she goes, you got your eyesight back, save my planet. So I think she was thinking on two different levels. Like, okay, I can make this deal, but you can break it because you didn't make this deal. Right? That, I don't know how that plays out. I don't know if that was the right choice. But I do know that when they did the whole thing out of love, like she really loves him and she wants him to have his eyesight back. But somewhere deep in her, in her love of him and in her trust of him is that the doctor firing on all syllables will fix this. So it's fine. That's what I got from it. This is what my hope is. Is this doesn't turn into the utopia sound of the drums last oh, of the timelines. Yeah. Like I need I need this well, yeah. not to be that. And that's the only worry in looking at the new previews is that there's some kind of thing that's under someone's sleeve somewhere. But who knows? Like honestly, who knows? Yeah. So we do Bill Sills here, and I feel like we should just go straight into, like, how we feel about Bill's portrayal in this episode. I want to go all the way back to when she's, like, making eyes at Penny oh. and the police and the, and the um, security general of the UN come banging on her door. I felt like that reaction was so genuine and so realistic for who she is and where she is and, like, her whole identity. She was like... Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. agreed. I'm not. I don't. Eh, I'm a standstill. Y'all tell me what to do. Like, even when they, she put her hands on the table, her hands were like kind of hovering over the table. Like she looked terrified. But also, like half of her knew that this was doctor related, but half of her was still just like, I am who I am, and this is not comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I know exactly what you mean. I think the funny thing is, uh, in my personal perspective, I kind of liked Penny's reaction better. Because Penny was like, <laughs> did you just, I just want to go on a date. Like, what? I was, <laughs> all I said is, damn, I was just talking about going to the bedroom. How does this keep <laughs> happening to me? Like, she just literally had to look at her face like, never again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not doing this again. Not going to happen. Nope. (laughs) Penny, I want to be the Rory slash Danny Pink of this season arc. I mean, it's kind of late now, but we're keeping Bill. Do you hear that, BBC? You hear that, Moffat? You hear that, whoever new showrunner is? We're keeping her. Try take her from us. Try. Just you. I will fly to Cardiff or wherever. We're keeping her. And then keeping Bill, I want some more Penny, because Penny is the truth. Penny's hot. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I'm just gonna be the one on the show that's gonna make that happen. <laughs> Penny's uh, hot. <laughs> Penny is hot. Uh, her hair is on point. That dress was solid. You know her coat on the outside when she was walking. I paid a lot of attention to Penny. Like Penny, Penny, Penny had it going on. Penny is one of those people where even in the first episode when you're like, oh, they're on a date or whatever, you're looking at her. Like, you're looking at her reaction. Like, you know that she's not the main, like, you should be looking at, and there's not to say that I am not looking at Bill, because I'm definitely looking at Bill, but she's not, she doesn't fade into the background at all. And I hope that they recognize that. Yeah. 
There's a lot of strong women and like characters. not all. No, there's a lot of strong women yeah. characters coming out in Who uh, this season, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and I know I had, I had mentioned earlier that there was one of the main characters of the episode was a little person, which I also think like has was very strong, yeah. very smart. Like doctor was like, what are you doing after this? You need a job. I usually like, do you need a job? Come work for me. Come work for me. Cause right, because also she was, she was strong, competent. And I mean, I do love the fact that they didn't, make a big deal out of it because in the context of the story right this is her job she comes in every day like if you're at this point and it's like her and that dude who was hungover and should have called in sick save us a lot of trouble but if it's if you're working in a place like that like two uh, two weeks in three weeks in are you still going to be commenting on the fact that they're a little person like no you know and the doctor shows up and she was just like who are you? You here to help? We don't really have time for all of this, so let's go. You know, like it was just, she was very, very competent, and I really liked her. And I forgot her name, but Erica. I do hope she shows up tonight. Erica. She's good. Yeah, she was good. But yeah, but no, and I think, you know, just, it's interesting, and you're right. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. They need to keep Bill. I don't want Bill to be a one-season runner. I think she has the ability to be a multiple-season runner. Um, I don't. I don't just because we know we're losing Capaldi. Want there to be the necessity for us to also lose her, and, yeah. and that's and that really comes from the fact like one like this is not just it's not just Bill in and of itself as a character, and as the the amazing, strong, witty, funny, sometimes problematic queer black woman from the UK, it honestly, it also boils down to the fact that Pearl herself is really, really amazing. Uh, she is able to go in and really break down a lot of things. Like when announcing that Bill was gonna be queer, uh, one, she's being really true to that. She's being really um, honest and true and flawed and problematic and you can tell in the scenes that she's actually interested in, man, she's gorgeous. I'm sorry, I'm rewatching the first part of the scene. But you can really tell <laughs> she's really interested in Penny um, as a character, which can sometimes be hard, but also just her statement where she's like, yeah, people are black, people are queer. Bill is black and queer, okay. Yeah. Love is love, let's move on. It reminds me too of like the, um, so I keep talking about this quote because this quote was like so important to me. Um, the actor that played uh, the adult in Moonlight, the adult kid said that in telling a story so specific, you end up telling a universal story because you strip away all of the like, or you don't strip away, but like you don't ignore all of the identities that go into making, what makes a person a person. And and in doing and in, and in keeping all of that um, and not making statements about it, but just writing it as it is what it is, right? Like Bill is a black queer woman um, being raised by, like she's got a, you know, a foster mother who it seems like she's still in the closet with, you know, like she has all of these things, but by acknowledging them, you're able to say like, okay, well, as a straight black woman in America with a fully intact family. I also have a bunch of things 
And so I'm going to approach these, these, these situations in a way. And you're not, I feel like when people make such a big deal out of it, or always, always commenting on it, besides the, you know, like, I loved and Thin Ice when she was, like, they're in Victorian England, and she's like, wait a second, melanin. Because that's something, that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is something that you need to acknowledge. Yeah. No, right? So like, amazing. And, like, we do that in 2017 to this day. Like, you go somewhere and you're like, but how is this, how is this melanin? Am I okay? Like, am I, you know what I mean? Like, queer people do that all the time. Like, yes, you can kind of hide queerness to a certain extent, but, like, they want to know when they're traveling places, like, are they safe? You know what I mean? Like, it, it is it is a part of daily life. You know what I mean? And so to not do that, like, I feel like they did with the Shakespeare Code, which was, yeah. Martha was like, am I cool? And the doctor's like, what? Yeah, of course you're cool. And it's like, no, of course she's not cool. Like, no, no, no. you no. know? And so, and so to like acknowledge those things and make those things known, I think helps break, helps make her more relatable to other people, right? Because if you're traveling with an alien, you're gonna have questions. And if you are a certain way, you're going to, like anyone, you're gonna be worried about your safety. Um, you're gonna be worried about how people are gonna interact with you, how you need to interact with them. And so I think that with Bill and the reason why they need to keep her is because it also allows for the doctor and whoever the doctor is to, to maintain that sense of empathy. And I mean, he's always really cared about his companions and his companions' well-being. But I felt like with Tennant and Martha, there he he didn't. He treated her like he treated Rose in, in certain ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like he never was like, okay, let's talk about what you might expect or experience. Like even the whole family of blood thing, like let's go hide, not in the future or in the present day where you're able to better walk around as a black woman in society. Let's go hide in the thirties where you're gonna be subject to microaggressions where you're gonna be subject to racism. Like, I feel like Capaldi's doctor wouldn't do that. Well, as a note, by the way, the girl who plays Penny, this is a side note to add into this whole conversation, how much we love her, is also on Chewing Gum. Really? Is it the, is she in the first season too? She is in I haven't the seen the second season. season. She's in the first season. Okay. And I was like, I know this woman's face. Why do I know this woman? She's in Chewing Gum. But yeah, no, I hear you. Um, it all boils down to the writers. Like, let's be real. Everything you yeah. really just said really boils down to the writers and the perspective that they're given. And, you know, you know, it just does. And I think there's a higher standard now. And I think also, like, think Definitely. back to the statement where he goes, I don't know the president. I wouldn't even have voted for the president. He's orange. Right. Like, word? Right. We're that, is in my, that is in my quote. He's orange. She said it. She said it. She said it, like, and great. it's great. So another bill fill that I had was when she says, when they're trying to get her to cooperate or something, I don't know, after the um, the monks are trying to say, like, you speak for the president. She's like, I'm nobody. That, like, kind of really reminded me of Donna and that um, not and taking, and Clara too. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, guess, I guess it's a companion thing, but it's like one, we're not buying it. You are definitely not nobody. I, I want I want to know if they 
touch back on that because it happens towards the end of the episode and they don't really, you know, the, the monks say you're the speak, you know, you are the confidant or you speak for the president of the earth, which is basically saying you're friends with the doctor. Of course you're somebody, right? But I want mm. some sort of, I want something to, I want to touch back on that. I think they did it really well. This is why I brought up Donna. I think they did it really well with Donna and like turn left, which people may or may not like, but I really liked, which was like, you and your choices and what you do has a huge impact on everything. And, and that is true of everyone and, and injecting some confidence because even when um, the doctor asked Bill, if he wants, if she wants him to tutor her, she kind of has that, like, I serve chips. I don't even go here. Like why, you know what I mean? Like she, she obviously wants to, she has these like ambitions and these goals and she's, inquisitive as hell but she doesn't have this confidence and i really want to make sure or i really hope that they start to explore that i don't know if we have enough time i don't know what's going on with the rest of you know the season um which is another reason why we need to keep bill because they're setting these you know they're planting these seeds and i want them to to turn into something we shall see if they do it the right way I mean, here's the thing, you gotta water the seeds. You can't just come back to them later on and just decide that this was nice. We should we should go back to that. Right. Much like Derillium. Right. <laughs> Much like Derillium. So it's I mean, like are, one of my favorite are, episodes there, ever. There are plenty of examples of Doctor Who dropping the ball on something that they've done. I mean, that is like a television thing and I'm thinking about Doctor or Harry Potter and the whole house elf thing, which I don't know if, how much into Harry Potter you are, but like you set something up and then you just drop it and you don't do a good job with it. And it's so unsatisfying. It's like deeply unsatisfying. And in terms of Harry Potter and the house elf is actually very problematic and dangerous. But I don't think that, I think we got that from Donna in a way and we got it from Clara. But Clara had a career by the time she met the doctor um, and we kind of got it with Rose, but uh, I just don't really mess with Rose. But like with Martha, Martha knew, like she was a doctor. She had ish going on. Like she, whenever like confronted with things, she had the sense of confidence in herself. And I just want to see, and I'm interested in how they'll do that with a character of color who is not accomplished the way that Martha was. Hmm. Mm. It is a good question. And I don't know. I think they did it with Rose. I know you don't want to talk about Rose, but I think Rose was a case where, you know, she was a store clerk. Nothing against being a store clerk, but it's not like she was in medical school or had a triple PhD or was a forensic archaeologist. She she's in medical school. And so we shall see. I think I I think oh, I'm just watching Bill's hair. I'm sorry. We're rewatching the episode. It's so good. Um, but I really think that we're going to be surprised at Bill's origin. I think it's a, it, I want it to be more complicated than it is. Yeah. Um, so that it makes more sense. Also, that yeah. just brings me back to the thought about why Bill never made any statements about the doctor randomly being in a picture with his mom, with her mom, but we'll leave that alone. You remember that, right? I think she figured it out. I mean, but I she think never she figured it out. And then she was surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's one of those things where she figured him out. You know, like 
and didn't like he didn't say anything right no and that kind of confirmed like she figured out who he was in that moment and so didn't need to say anything huh i like that i, I don't know i know no no, no. I've, i didn't see it from that perspective but you're talking about personality wise he figured out what kind yeah. of yeah you know because he she came over she gave him like christmas gifts and then he was like oh humans do this and then the next thing you know She's got this box of pictures that she said meant a lot to her, but he didn't give them to her as like, here's my gift to you, right? He just let her find them. And I think in the way that he did that, and then when she saw his picture, and like, or she saw his reflection in there, she was like, okay, I understand. <laughs> um, all right, so I don't want this episode to go longer than the actual episode. Um, any final thoughts from the TARDIS? What are you looking forward to for next week? What are your, uh, I, so, um, I think I said it earlier, like, I don't want this to turn into utopia slash sound of the drums slash I'm going to travel around the world and do some mystic thing that tricks the enemy into believing a certain thing because the power of the thought is more. We all say the doctor at the same time. And then that's science. I hated that. <laughs> I can't. Like, no, please do not do that to me. Not saying I don't like those episodes. Just saying you got one time. Like you got you got one. Yeah. You got Get one it. time for digital again. mind thought. Digital mind thought hacking. Uh, I really am excited to see how Missy. Because I think I think for us, we're gonna have to have a rewind. Like ne next week is going to involve a scene where they rewind and make you, and he is gonna pinpoint out things to us that happen mm -hmm. because it's going to be necessary. And you're talking about someone's taking over the world. Someone is gonna shoot the doctor. Missy's coming back. You gotta kill the person who made the. Oh, it just made all the sense in the world. Never mind. I'm excited about next week. You gonna share, or are you gonna keep that to yourself? Yo, I just thought about it. So, the they said you you have the right to make an agreement on behalf of the doctor. Mm -hmm. The person that needs to get killed for the consent to be pulled away is not Bill. Bill made the agreement on behalf of the doctor. Doctor yeah, that's what that. I. That, that's why I said um, at the end. Uh, she says, "You have your eyesight back now. Give me back my planet." Yo, I'm mad. Like, I'm, she my knew. light just went off. My light just went off. <laughs> yeah, she knew, and I think that's why she gave she she because she asked. She didn't ask for them to save the planet. She asked for them to give him his eyesight back, which they took as if he can do this, he can save, stop this catastrophe, therefore saving the planet. Bill is smart. She she asked all them questions and her brain be working. Oh no, <laughs> word. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all, I'm looking so much forward <laughs> to next week. Yeah. All right, so I want to end, we end with like quotes from the doctor. Um, these are just a few um, that we kind of touched on and I'm gonna run through them really fast because we're coming up on time and my computer's dying. But um, 
I don't know the president. Why would I know the president? I wouldn't have even voted for him. He's orange. Great quote. Um, it chose to sit on the strategic intersection of three of the most powerful armies on earth. It's sending a message. What message? Bring it. What are you doing? Bringing it. Um, is it a threat? I wish it was. Threats are easy. This is a warning. Um, and then when he brings together all of the um, military men, he says, World War III, what do you think? Basically, we're against it. Those are some of my favorite quotes from this episode. Do you have any that stood out to you? No, number one was my absolute and complete complete favorite uh, part of it. I, I absolutely yeah. loved it. I'm going to vote it for him. He's orange. All right. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Time and Relative Blackness in Space. Um, you can check us out at blackgirlscrate.org. You can read Connie's writing at the New York Daily News. You can read Angelique all over the internet. Uh, she has a great uh, series on Black Girl Nerds. Um, any place we should send people to really for you? Uh, right now, no. I just started. I got my own website, AngelaGrochet.com. You can see all the ways to hit me up on the interwebs. And I'm okay. finally working on the end of this book. And so that's the major priority for this year. So <laughs> hopefully you will hear more from me. Book in coming near you. Yes, we'll be we'll be watching out for it. Um, so you can follow us at We Black and Nerds. Um, you can follow Connie at Comstar Twenty Four, um, like Roche R O C H E, and hashtag Tarbus. Join our Slack channel where we our, our Slack team where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who and all the other things. Um, and Thank you again for listening. Join us next week when we discuss episode eight, The Lie of the Land, and try to get some answers to all of the questions that this episode brought up. Um, thanks again, Angelique, so much for stepping in as a co-host. I hope it's not the last time. You're amazing. Thank I you. I said that it's enough. So yeah, and we will talk to you guys next week. The black girls have the box.